Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you? How are you doing today? Doing just ducky. <laughs> ducky what's appropriate for a rainy day. So I'm doing Why, ducky. is it raining? Well, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to snow, isn't Saturday. it? Saturday. Oh, tonight. when we're listening? No, Saturday's not Sunday's supposed to be yucky. Saturday's supposed to be oh, decent, okay. I think. All right, well, I'm so but, ducky. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, yeah. And uh, so anyway, um, we were down we at WILK. Yep, we made a guest appearance today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was interesting Which we to haven't... see all the changes that they've made. I know. And the studios that are dark that weren't. And do you realize, well, you left, I think, before I walked in there with Jason, but... If we wanted to go back and, and record anything, whatever, he wanted us to go into that little studio where you and I started the show. Do you remember when Sue uh, came yep. in and, yeah, and yeah, sat yeah. next to us? Yep. Well, yep. they've expanded it a little. They've made it a little bit longer. But that is the perfect studio. So it's ours if we want to, if we ever want to record there. There's plenty of space for a guest so it's a really neat little place. I love it. Well, and I, I think love what we, I we think discovered with that stage in the front. I know. I love the auditorium. that. auditorium. That's such a cool thing. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Can't wait it to looks see what really they do good with there. it. And, of course, it's a yeah. new name. It's not Entercom. It's another name now. Um, Odyssey. What is it? Yes. Odyssey. And I should know that, but I didn't. And um, oh, it just, just it, it was good to be, to, it is, it's almost two years since we were in that studio. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, so, it's unbelievable. Good to, see, good to see our buddy Jason and Jake and Johnny Lucas, all the three J's. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was, oh, all, it was good. Mm-hmm. What? I said all the boys. 
They were yep. glad. You know who we didn't see is the guy that always says hi to us. He said, oh, must be Thursday. The girls are here. I know. I was I was hoping we would see him, but I, we didn't. No, we did not. But it was good. Yeah. Yeah, good to be there. So, um, so what else is going on in your world? Well, let's announce, Lynn, um, officially we can because um, it's the beginning of our 13th year believe it or not, mm-hmm. uh, of doing the Laurie and Lynn show on WILK and returning as our uh, sponsors once again will be uh, Fidelity Bank, uh, Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center, ERA One Source Realty, and Michael, or I'm sorry, well, they're both Michaels, but Barbetti McHale LLC CPAs will be joining us once again as our sponsors, and we are delighted, and we thank them, and um, here we go. The first show, well, actually, the first show was last week, but that was kind of a holiday, so we're on the, we're up, onward and upward we go, Lynn. Yes, another one, what's another one? Bites the dust. <laughs> yeah, well, that would have been at the end of last year. This one is another. Yeah. I just think we're, it's all good. It is all good. So, yeah, so thank I'm you glad to we everybody. Had a, I'm glad we had a chance to go to the studios today and just see that everybody was still there. And like Jason said, he said, you know, I missed you guys because when you two walk in, it's all fun and, and liveliness and it was. It's just a joy to have you around us. I said, "Well, that's really oh. nice." So, yeah. So that well, we do bring a little. We, we, we do bring a little West Side charm to the place when we walk in the door. <laughs> you know how it is. Oh yeah. Oh yes. But I West do. I do want to get back. I think we can. You know, when we can get the sponsors if they're interested. Well, they don't even have to. We, they can call in, and we can just go in. Right. Right. So um, that way, you and I, if we feel like going down a couple times a month, the, the sponsor doesn't have to. They can just call in like we've been doing, and it'll be perfect. So, Yeah. Um, well, there was something else I really wanted to talk about today, and now I cannot remember what it was, but it was something that occurred in the last week or so. Um, somebody retiring, I guess that was on my head but anyway that was uh, there's something that i thought about well you know what we can what you know what we can also say is congratulations because i don't think we did yet to joanne cummings um she sold her business to two of her stylists um uh steven and what is the woman who ronnie and ronnie they uh Longtime stylist with Joanne for uh, Sanderson State Street, and they bought the business, and so we wish them the best. I just left there um, from getting my yeah. hair cut, and it's. I said to Joanne, "How do you like being a, um, you know, not being in the driver's seat?" She goes, "It's a little different, but it's okay. You know, it's okay, because that has yeah. to be very difficult to be in charge all those years." And then to sell and still work there, just like anybody else, it's it's difficult. But she seems to be doing beautifully. So congratulations to yeah. Stephen and Ronnie, and to Joanne for all the years that she's owned and operated and worked uh, for uh, Sanderson State Street Salon. 
Yeah, I wish them all the best. And I think this officially occurred on November 1st of last year. Yes. And uh-huh. um, and it, it's, I, it looks like it's been seamless in the transition so far. They've made some physical improvements, just updates. Yeah, some cosmetic, cosmetic changes, yep. But we've been told that, uh, you know, there's more coming, so I can't wait to see it. I think they're going to do a lot of work on just upgrading everything. And, you know, every once in a while, it's time for a redo, and I think that's where... That's what they want to do. Some new, new colors, new, new furniture, new lighting, stuff like that. And that'll be nice to see. Um, quick article here. I just wanted to start this conversation because I think it's kind of fun. And uh, this guy, I think I've referred to him before. His name is Robert Lara, L-A-U-R-A. He does, he's very prolific, does a lot of writing about retirement. And he gears most of it to financial advisors. But this one in particular I thought was interesting because it gives us a segue which we can really get into if we get cut short here. But he says, avoiding the retirement planning graveyard. His article starts with, I did the unthinkable. I forgot my flash drive at a business copy center. Thankfully, there wasn't any client or top secret information on it, so I called to let them know I would come by the next day to pick it up. The next morning, I walked back into the store and over to the copy and print area. I said I was here for my flash drive, and to my surprise, the clerk gave me this weird look. It was a strange, nonverbal gesture like, good luck with that. So my mind began to wander. Did they lose or misplace it, or worse, did they give it to someone else? That's when I was handed a big box from under the counter that was overflowing with orphaned flash drives. I was in shock at how many were in the box. There was well over a couple hundred of them. It was mind-boggling to consider how much time, energy, and effort had likely gone into the content and information contained on them. And they just sat there in a graveyard of data files situation reminded me of a Les Brown quote. Do you know who Les Brown is? No. He's a a very famous, highly motivational speaker. And his quote was, okay, the graveyard is the richest place on earth because it's here that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled, the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was too afraid to take that first step. Wow. That's a great, great quote. And he says, the author, it's interesting because a wide variety of research and science supports the notion that but this thing keeps skipping around on me. 75% of people said the American dream is in danger of extinction. And only 18% believe they're living the American dream. Another 18% said it's completely unattainable. A study in the academic journal Social Forces has revealed that only 6% of adults actually ended up in the careers they dreamt about as kids. 
and only 37% of Americans believe today's children will grow up to be better off than their parents were financially. And this is the one I love. According to the University of Scranton, a whopping 92% of people who set New Year's goals never achieve them. Yeah, well, that that doesn't uh, surprise me at all. No, me either. But 92% is a big number. But the, but the important thing in here is that, I mean, there's more to this article, but I don't think it's that relevant. But the one that said a study in the academic journal Social Forces has revealed that only 6% of adults ended up in the careers they dreamt about as kids. What did you, when you thought about yourself as being an adult, what did you think you looked like? What were you doing? What do you, what did I, when I was a child? Yeah. When I was a child, what did I think I would be doing? Yes. Is that what you as said? As an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, I wanted to, and I thought firmly that I would be an actress in Hollywood. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. That is the okay. absolute truth. I used okay. to tell my father, I told you this, I used to say to my father, he'd wake up in the morning and I'd be sitting Indian style on top of my mother's vanity in the bathroom, like looking at my face and staring in the mirror and my father would walk out in the morning and he'd look at me and he'd just shake his head and I said, Dad, I'm going to Hollywood. And he would say, good, the walk will do you good. That was the words That's of encouragement great. from Jim. Yeah, from Jim Cadden. That's a great one uh-huh. from Jim Cadden. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> however, however, Lynn, I always say yeah. this. You know, and and I I tease about it, but it's kind of funny. Um, I you know one of my clients is Broadway theater, so I say I work on Broadway and I live in Hollywood because I live in the Hollywood section of Dunmore. So yes, I wasn't that far off. I can- <laughs> So oh God! But boxes. anyway, yes. But yes, that was what I used to think. Well, I always thought yep. of myself as a. Um, I, I just it was a vision. I, I just I didn't really know exactly what I would do, but I could I always saw myself in my twenties, dressed in a business suit, and it wasn't it wasn't pants at that time you didn't you know, when as a kid you didn't women didn't wear pants but they wore skirts so i was in a pinstripe business suit with heels and i was carrying a leather attache case and yeah. i don't know i don't know what i was i i think i was a lawyer i think i i wanted to be an international lawyer and that was the goal and that's only because I thought that was playing really pretty big. And I wanted to do that. I was excited by doing that. So there was a time, it was so funny, when I was at Mutual of New York and I was working with a lot of people that were business owners and, and hanging out with a lot of attorneys and accountants and stuff like that, that I stopped at one point and I saw myself in a mirror and walking down the street and I, I it wasn't pinstripe but I was in a business suit with heels my ATN on yays and um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and and I had a briefcase I had a leather briefcase with me and I just looked at myself and said wow that is really freaky I did what I said I wanted to do but I wasn't obviously an attorney but you know there's always room for that 
Yeah. So, so there on is. that note, we're going to yep. take a quick break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show in 2022. Yay! Yay! Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA OneSource Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA OneSource Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Well, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am a certified financial planner, and I am the um, owner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm designed specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and several other podcast sites. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And prior to the break... We were talking about what we wanted to be when we grew up. And it's interesting that we just had a conversation offline about uh, there are some, I guess, uh, career paths that a lot of people don't even think about when they are children. Uh, And it's interesting to see. I I, I was thinking about what you said, too, Laurie, about there's some 
that you just don't normally aspire to. They just kind of happen. But right. reading children's books, which I've been exposed to in the last year or two, it's interesting to me to see how on purpose these books are to help uh, girls and boys start thinking outside the box as to yeah. what they want to be when they grow up. And I really mm-hmm. think it's pretty neat. You know, they, there's one that is an alphabet. It goes right through the alphabet. And A is for astronaut. You know, you don't think of those things, but it it goes all the way through, and it's really interesting to to see how uh, intentionally we are causing children to expand their horizons as to what are viable career options, as as opposed to, um, you know, you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you're a teacher, you're right. a nurse. Right. Basically, it. No. So, I mean, your father probably didn't grow up thinking he was going to be a beer distributor. No. No, and I don't ever know what what he thought. I don't, I think my mother, though, I think there are a lot of people who wanted to teach their whole life and wanted to nurse their whole life because that was what you did back then. You would, you went to nursing school, you went to, to be a teacher, or in many cases, you went to beauty school. You know, and those were the the acceptable things or the things that women believe that's what they should do or be a mom, you know, and and be a a homemaker. There were so much of that. So Mm -hmm. my mother, I I think, would probably tell you if I could ask her, she would probably tell you she's always wanted to be a nurse and was. Um, Yeah. You know, as I got older, that's what I thought I wanted to do, too, because I was a candy striper at uh, CMC when I was a young girl and and just thought when I was kind of, you know, I don't know what age you'd become a candy striper. I don't know. But just say grade school, like late grade school. Um, I just assumed I was going to be a nurse. And that was my path through high school was going in, was going uh, eventually applying to nursing school. And anyone who knows me, and I say this all the time, like counselors, people, they should have said, no way should you be a nurse. You know, you, you're, <laughs> the, sciences, the sciences are not your bag. Not that I did well in, in my classes other than chemistry, but I, I did not, I had no interest in it. Like I excelled in, in you know, the humanities and things like that. So I, I would be much better off in another path, taking another path, which, but I mean, then again, they didn't really challenge you then. They didn't say, oh, this is what, you know, they, you told them that's what you wanted to be and they prepared you to take the courses you needed and that's what you did, you know, but Mm -hmm. it was, it was not the right path for me. And so then you, you do the best to make another path. So, um, but that's, you know, in your case, you're not far from exactly what you thought you would be, other than you thought you yes. would be a lawyer, but it may not have been a lawyer. It may just have been the 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 look, the attire that you were thinking. The professional. Automatically. Really right. A professional yeah. in some fashion, and you are. So that's... Yes. That's uh, I a think good the thing. other thing, as you said, that's pretty much narrowed down the options that young women had and you know i was my sister is the nurse and i'm the teacher and Uh we we did 
that was all that there was really uh, at, at that point. But then for me to be a um, insurance agent, which is where I started in my career, because there really weren't financial planners at that time. It wasn't really an option. But just for me to be in that world was such a bizarre event. I mean, I, I was, the thing is, I didn't know what to do, but neither did all the men who were there in that world. They didn't know what to do with me either. So every time right. I think about, you know, what was the option, that was, I mean, whoever aspired to be a life insurance agent, I don't think anybody did. It was kind well, of like a default thing, unless you were in it, you know, with family. Right, and that's why I'm else. saying, who thinks about those things? No, no. Sales, just in general, sales was not anything I thought about, but yet when I went back and looked at that, my grandfather owned a business, your father owned a business, and in order for a business to be successful, you have to sell. That's just the bottom line, you have to sell. So acquiring sales skills, and I definitely credit my husband on this one, because he was the one that taught me a lot of outstanding sales skills, and you know, we practice it. And we, we play, we do role playing on it and come up with objections that people could have. And, and then how would you get past that? And all of that was something that I carried with me in every aspect of my life. Uh, but knowing that sales is so much part of everything you do. And yes, it is. I mean, even, even if you're a teacher or you're a nurse, if you're standing in front of a bunch of 30 kids, and you need them to quiet down and pay attention to what you're saying, you're selling. You know, so it's, to me, it's just an interesting way that people say, I, I don't ever want to be in sales, but you are in sales. We're all in sales. And that's exactly what you ended up with. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, I I think to myself all the time now. My father used to say to me <clears throat> when I was younger, he would say, um, "You know, Laurie, what you should do is sell cars." <laughs> oh, really? And I said, "Why? Yeah. Why should I sell cars, Dad?" And he said, "Oh, they make a lot of money selling cars, and you could sell. You could sell it. I know you could. I you could sell anybody anything." So my father knew, you know, that I had that ability, but he yeah. always thought. <laughs> sell cars that's what he told me a couple times so um <clears throat> anyway yeah i love no. sales i i i love it you have to i do believe you have to be cut out for it and yeah. and there's a fine line between sales and sales <laughs> because you know that you know that that cliche that i i what i find the insincerity in so many sales uh and and the over-the-top salesy people drive me crazy so um that stereotypical all of us yeah that stereotypical salesy person is the most annoying person so and then they're exaggerated <laughs> in many things you know it's just what it is but um i don't know i i think sales is i love it i think it's a great profession and i think um if you're if you i mean if you're good you're good yeah. So. Yeah, and I think that's part of the problem my father had. My father hated sales. 
hated sales. And but he was expected to take the business from my grandfather, who was very good in sales. Very good. It was just real simple for him to to sell something to anybody, which is why he also was in politics and all the other stuff, because he enjoyed that whole world. But my father was somebody who was just the opposite of that. He was a very introverted person, and he never had the kind of um, interest or, or sales skills to be able to do what my grandfather did. He was 180 degrees opposite. But what he, his dream always was that he wanted to own a bookstore. And I kept thinking oh about that. Nice. A nice little comfortable place where you could go and hang out, maybe have coffee and tea or something like that. But, uh, but he, if he didn't sell anything, then it was, it was hard. There's a lot of overhead in a bookstore, you know? So right. I, it's always funny to me that that's what he really wanted. That was his dream, but he never, it never materialized. And I think it really, it was a, a, a big thing in his life that he was never able to realize his dream. He was always moved into things that my grandfather thought were the best things for him. And it wasn't always his choice. Ah. So it's just, it's interesting to see how it goes from one generation to the next and skips one and whatever. But yeah. I've always had the entrepreneurial itch since I was a kid. You know, yeah. we had the, we had the, the, um, what did we call those things we did? We had, um, like the backyard selling things or whatever they Flea were called. Flea market? Like a no, yard sale? A, a yard sale. That's it. Yard sale. Yeah. And every, the kids in the neighborhood on this side of North Main Avenue would come over there with their uh, baseball cards and a little table, and they would sell stuff. And we'd sit here and, and watch everybody selling things. I don't even remember what I sold, but I sold something. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun because we did that. Oh, I know the other thing was that Memorial Day. And uh, what's the other big event where everybody would go up to the cemetery? I had a little, um, a little stand out in front. Lemonade stand. Yeah. <laughs> and I think back on this. It's just so funny because it wasn't anything to me that occurred like I'm in sales. I was just doing stuff that I thought was fun. And I knew that people would buy it. And they did. So anyway, did. there we are. Mm -hmm. Well, we're so going to ask sister. Leah if she ever dreamed. We're going to we're going to see if Leah ever dreamt that she would be a real estate agent when she comes yes, on. And I, my I sister, no, my did I think my sister would be no? But my sister's been doing her is in business forty years, so it's an awful long yeah. time. But once she realized, once I will say this, Barbara did it the opposite. Barbara knew she wanted to, I don't even know how or when when I really think about it but she started doing stuff and then she went to Flor she went to Bloomsburg and didn't like it and left and then she I don't know she started doing something and then she went up to Boston to a floral designing school there and that's mm -hmm. where she went and then came back and opened her business and and it just kept on from that point so I think she knew at a very young age what she wanted to do Good for her. Yeah. Well, yeah. on that note, we're going to take a break here, 
And we'll be back with our guest expert, Leah Genicopoulos from ERA One Real Estate. So you're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and we will be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of the Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC certified public accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and non organizations. Call Barbetti McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office and you too can make a change for the better. Business banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to the Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, I'm Lynn Evans. I am a financial certified financial planner, and I am the owner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and any other podcast sites. 
And I'm Laurie Cadney, owner of Laurie Cadney Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And joining us for the new year is Miss Leah Jenicopoulos, who's a real estate agent with ERA One Source Realty. ERA has about 100 agents, seven offices in 10 counties. And Leah, welcome, honey, welcome. Happy New Year. Hi, hi, hi. Happy New Year. Hi. Welcome to 2022. It's going to be a good year. I know. That's I do, thing. too. I think it's going to be a great year. I really so do. Leah, I mean, I always say that, but I do. I don't know why I have a different feeling about this year. Good, oh, good. Hold like, on to it. Hold on. Hold I am. On. I'm going with it. <laughs> okay. I well, am. Leah, we were, we were talking earlier about what we thought we would be as young people, like younger kids, and based on what we are doing today. And did we think what we, you know, what did we think we wanted to do when we were younger? So no surprise to you when I tell this to you that I thought I wanted to be a movie star. So um, no. that was what I was going to be. I was in Hollywood, no doubt. Um, and Lynn, Lynn thought she would be some type of an executive. Um, so what is it that you thought you would be? Well, okay. So it's funny, but I wouldn't say I ever woke up and said, yeah, I'm going to you know, be a realtor and I'm going to be a broker one day and I'm going to run my company and this and that. I didn't wake up saying, yes, I want to do that. However, <laughs> I did actually wake up and tell everyone I wanted to own a um, perfume factory and I wanted to, <laughs> you know, create new ah. things. However, obviously I did not create perfume and no, I don't have a perfume factory. So that dream is out the window, but that's okay. But it's so funny. I will never forget when um, my, I grew up in um, West Grant in the Trips Park area, and one of my good friends lived a couple blocks away. Actually, Laura, you know Anna, who was also you right. Know, right around the corner from your um, the flower shop. So Anna and I would always meet up, and we'd always talk, and we'd always go on walks. Well, they were building a new development. Like, they were adding on to the Trips Park development at the time, and I would make Anna, no joke, go every day after school. We'd go for a walk. I wanted to see every new house that was built. I would make Anna go into the shelves of people's houses that were not our houses, that we had no business going in at all. And she'd be like, I think we're going to get in trouble for this. I'm like, we're fine. I just want to see how it is. And then when I was a little girl in the summer, you know, you'd go out for ice cream with your parents or whatever. I would always make my parents, we would always go to Judy Joe's, and then I would literally make my parents drive through Glenmara and I would make sure my window was all the way open and go really really slow so I could check out every single solitary house I mean it was so funny but my mom always was laughing because she's like oh my gosh you love houses and then I used to make my parents when prep used to do the uh, house tour back in the fall and you would buy tickets and go see like all the cool different houses I literally would rather go do that with my parents than go with my friends. Like for that day off, I would always, 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 so I always had a thing for houses. And so over the holiday, we all got together, all of my high school girlfriends and I, and we were talking and Anna was like, I have to tell you, she's like, my mother and I were talking about you the other day. She goes, and you know, it just dawned on us. Like you were always meant to be a realtor. She's like, do you remember when you used to drag me through people's houses that were not ours at like the age of 10? I was like, yeah. She's like, and we go missing forever because you would have to see every houses see what kind of construction they were doing and what was the new thing and when they were going to be done and it was really funny because it was like at one point we got caught like the family walked ah. in and we're like oh <laughs> and we're like hi we thought this is i'm like i think this is my aunt's house like i can't figure it out and she's like no i mean they were really nice clearly we were two little girls like 
really harmless with, I think, like our bicycles. But like, it was like, I'm never doing this again with you. And obviously, I totally got her to do it again. But I mean, then when they would sit vacant, I would always like peek in just to see like, you know, if they started putting the locks on them. I mean, my I, it was over for me, you know, like no way of getting in. So I'd like yeah. peek in the window. But yeah, so I always had a thing for houses. I always loved it. I mean, I just love it too. Like, well, a question I got the other day, actually, a really, uh, not a really, a client said to me, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, they, they're on their sixth or seventh house and their first time home buyers, which the average actual rule of thumb is 14 houses is the average house you see before you decide the house when you're a first time home buyer. And really? I know, oh my gosh, 14? yeah, usually you see about yeah. 14 before you figure it out. Oh and I mean, God. today's market, it's just totally like, I mean, the stats are kind of out the window at this point, but, um, she said, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. I was like, no, I said, I, this is my job. Like, I love it. She's like, really? You still like seeing houses after almost doing this for 10 years? She's like, it's not old. I was like, no, they're all different. I was like, I, I said, you know, obviously some are better than the next or whatever. And, but you know, like they're all, it's just, I always love seeing, you know, houses and I just love going in. I mean, like, what is there to not, not like about this job? I mean, really it is it's it's great and on all levels again like i've told you before like i mean i I really pull for the residential side just because i feel like my heart you know attaches to that because i feel like you're doing something for somebody but you know i guess at one point i wanted to be a doctor so maybe i feel as if like this is my role i'm helping you get a house i'm making you better i don't know there you go but well it's funny my Well, because I said to Lynn during break, I said, you know, like, let's just take Leah, for instance. Do you think Leah really thought of herself like, oh, I'm going to be a real estate agent? And so I guess you did because that is true. But I would think, you know, I would, you just don't, there's certain professions that we just don't think about, you know, or think, oh, I'm going to, you want to aspire to be that because you're not thinking that that's something that you would want to do or you would think about doing because it's a little out of the ordinary not that it's not mainstream but you know what I mean when you're a kid you don't always think about that but interesting to know that that's what you you thought right I never woke up and said yes I'm going to be a realtor but I've always had a passion for houses I've always had right and I've always you know I always I will never forget on a snow day when like you know the internet was coming out and everything like that and everything was starting to go online and I will never forget our snow day. I was still at St. Pat's grade school at the time. And I remembered because my grandmother worked for Sunita at the time and I, there was a pen with the ERA website on it. And it was actually, I'm sorry, I think she was still real tech maybe then. Well, whatever it was, I remember, I mean, I think they put four houses, four pictures up for each house, but I remember going on on a snow day and going through every single solitary house. And back then you had one computer, so I had to share it with my brother, and I was so mad because I didn't get through all of the houses yet. And Joe, it was Joey's turn for the computer, you know? So it was like, and the poor kid, like, he always suffered. Like, I'd pretend that I never started the timer. I would always up it. So, like, I would always get 40. And a kid, I'd watch him, like, put that timer on at 30. I would make sure. Like, it started at 30. So, Joey, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh but you know so, what, though, Lisa, Leah, so then the love of houses. Um, so you would recommend, then, for people who are interested in getting their license and working, um, you're still looking. That is, that happens all the time with wanting more uh, to recruit more agents, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. We so, definitely are always looking, and we, we have a great training program, and we have a lot of stuff to offer. And it's definitely it's a great way to get yourself out there. It's a great – I love it. I really do. I, I mean, I'm going on 10 years, so, I mean, I've never in the – almost five of me doing it full-time, I have yet to consider me going to work every day. Like, I, I don't mind it at all. Like, it's always, like, something new. No day is the same, and I think that's why I truly love it, too. Yeah. But it's always so, something um, different. That was a great post you put on Facebook. Was it yesterday or the day before about how much you loved what you do and you thanked everybody for making oh, yeah. your life such fun? That was just such a nice thing to say. You know what, though? I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for, like, my clients and past clients and referrals and all of that. And so, you know what, honestly, like, you know, I always say you got to crawl before you walk. Like, I I mean, honestly, I never, I, you never know. Like, I never knew it would be, like, such a passion for me and, like, you know, obviously a huge career. But, like, I I really do. I thank God every day because I think to myself, like, I really got so lucky. Like, I really do love what I do every day. I could talk about it every yeah. day. Yep. I know, and it's so good, good to... And, and Leah, this is on a side note, so we'll say it in public. How, how, how have you liked dealing with Meyer Moskowitz lately? Oh, he's a doll. He's a gem. He has really been helpful <laughs> with that whole thing. I Honestly, um, he really is. He's so nice. We had a great investment conversation. We were really getting into, like, the whole landlord kind of conversation and how to invest, where to invest, and... So, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, again, like, you know, he's he's in the real estate realm. So, like, anybody that's in the real estate world, I literally can just, like, gravitate to feel like, I mean, and Sunita says it all the time. She's like, it's so bizarre. You can go away, you can be on vacation, and somehow real estate comes up no matter where you are and what's going on. And I truly do believe that. I really do. And you know what? Like, I, again, I guess because I like what I do. So, I mean, I guess, you know, if you're a surgeon, you love what you do, I'm, you're going to bring up you like doing surgeries right so i guess like you really find it when you like you know when you know yeah and well and the other thing about 30, 40 minutes well and it makes it makes you a better it makes you better at what you do when you have that joy for the career path you've chosen there's nothing better than being happy because so many people don't like what they're doing and do it because either it it brings them good money and they don't want to lose that or they just figure it's I've already been done this far I got to stick it out so so knowing liking and loving what you do and then being able to make like they say find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life so true. So I'm sure. So true. I'm sure that's how you feel. It's not like work. It's it's constant. It it, it is. I can attest to that business in the sense that um, I've never. I've really done it full time, maybe twice for not very long. Um, but when you get into it and you do, it is different because you're meeting different people. Your their needs are different. The houses are different. Um, it's really kind of neat and it's nice for the knowledge you gain, Leah, from understanding houses and the type of houses and how they're built and what they need and the mechanicals, it's kind of, um, real, well, not kind of, it is 
um, very rewarding to have that knowledge as you go forward um, because of all and the work you do. Hundred percent, right? And I've gotten very lucky in my career where I've got to work with a lot of great people. And also, I mean, right now I'm working with a great, great person who I consider a mentor. I've known him for a really long time in my life, but he's a genius when it comes to everything he's taking the downtown area by storm right now but just being able to like you know lean on him too for advice and as well i'm so lucky to have someone like sneed as my broker i mean like i really do consider her the real estate queen i'm sorry to everyone else out there but she is my real estate <laughs> queen she knows it like the back of her hand and she can figure it out in five seconds so i'm sorry no one can take well, that, that title she does her. No, but I will does. say this, you know, having our this one person that I also, he's like a big investor, big into the downtown area, and he's just doing so much, and I am so grateful to have him as my, in my life, too. I mean, I've known him since I'm 18, but, you know, I never thought to, like, you know, 15 years down the line, I mean, we'd be bouncing ideas off of each other, and, you know, him like call me me calling him and it's just like it's i really have to say there's so much more to real estate as much as i love the houses but there's just so much that goes into it and if you truly love it you'll really figure out how much it like how great it really is and honestly i i can say anybody that's really looking to get into it give me a call either at the office which is 570-587-9999 you could personally reach me on my cell phone 570-947-9250 where I could be reached personally, and you can call me for any advice questions or whatever you have. And then our website is era1.com. We're on all forms of social media, so we can always be reached. And even if you're considering, you know, getting into it or what is the startup cost or anything, reach reach out, give us a call, and we can, you know, we can have a great conversation. There you go. Well, well said. Right. And Leah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see you guys all next week. We thank you again for listening. As I said earlier, beginning our 13th year, we're grateful for everybody who's been our listener and please continue and to all of our sponsors. So have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Thank you. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.